0: Of the porn podcast, I'm your host Joe Wilkie. In this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the role of fathers. This may seem like kind of a weird one. This is going to be for both the fathers listening, but also for those who are addicted to porn and, and your relationship with your father. So it's kind of a two different perspectives on it. And we've talked about attachment. We've talked about the importance of parents, and, and we've talked about how to have the talk um, and kind of how to handle it as a parent and things like that. So some of that has already been done, but this is specifically for the fathers. And what caused me to realize this is, I was being with a client recently, and I just, it it hit me, and it's hit me on various times before, but it hit me yet again, he's got a poor relationship with his dad that happens all the time. With so many of the clients I see, I ask, how's your relationship with your dad? Now, is that across the board? No, I've also worked with some who have fantastic relationships with their fathers. Um, So it's not across the board, but I see this so often where I would say a solid 70 to 80% of the porn addicts that I see have really poor relationships with their dad. And the poor relationship a lot of times is their dad never hugged them. Their dad never said, I love you. Their dad never showed that they were Proud of their son and so they never really felt like they lived up to their dad's expectations or made their dad proud and so it was just when they think of their dad it's not this warm and fuzzy experience of man my dad's the best it was my dad was emotionally neglectful my dad was abusive my dad was verbally or physically or emotionally abusive Um, things like that and so often these things go hand in hand because it creates and and this kind of gets into attachment it creates this relationship with yourself. So the way that you view your father is the way you're going to view yourself most of the time. So if you have a great relationship with your father, you'll have a pretty positive sense of self, a good relationship with yourself. But if you have a really bad relationship with your father where it's very neglectful or it's very abusive or it's very perfectionistic, a lot of times we'll put those things on ourselves. If you walk on eggshells around your dad and you're worried about getting every last thing right, you're probably going to be somebody who's perfectionistic trying to get every last thing right. Your relationship with your dad mirrors your relationship with yourself. And so this is really good information to have because this is where the Jordan Petersons of the world come in and they say, fix your relationship with your father. If your dad is still living and if you are able to, I would strongly suggest that you try to establish a better relationship with your father. Is that going to absolutely pull you out of porn immediately? No, not necessarily. And I don't think that's necessarily what we are going for is to do it just to get out of porn, there's so many more other benefits to having a good relationship with your dad. But I certainly do think that it helps to know, hey, he is in my corner. I never thought that he was. Now, that doesn't mean it erases some of the emotional wounds of the past, but if you establish a good enough relationship with him, you may be able to discuss those things and process those things with him. But what happens if you can't? What happens if your dad has passed? What happens if your dad is in a place where you can't have that relationship and it's it's not healthy for you to have a good relationship with your dad due to again traumas and abuses and things like that this is where you have to get into reparenting and you give yourself the attachment your dad did not um you become your biggest champion you give yourself your younger self the validation i you know me giving younger joe validation maybe or, or whatever it may be or the love that Maybe I didn't think that I felt for my dad or whatever it was. The consistent presence. A lot of times dads are very inconsistent in their presence. And so it's important for you as a as an addict to recognize the role your dad plays in your addiction. To recognize the fact that maybe the way he treated you is, and yes, it's with the mom too, but what, the way he treated you is a lot of the times the indication of the way you're treating yourself. And that's why it's difficult to get over it. Are there parts of you that your dad hated or your dad was not fond of or your dad was maybe embarrassed by? Well, that's you're going to look at yourself the same exact way. You're going to be embarrassed by certain parts of yourself. We want to get away from that. We want to process maybe some of those negative things from your dad, but we also want to go back and make sure that you are feeling loved by yourself first and foremost, recognizing your dad is a flawed person that should have loved you fully and didn't. Processing through that is is key. It's vital in fixing this. Some people have a really good relationship with their dad, in which case I would say lean on your dad for support in this area. Utilize your dad as an accountability partner. Talk to him about hey this is a real struggle and this is where I think it's coming from. If you've really kind of drilled into the traumas or whatever it may be, this is where I think this started for me. Talk to your dad about that. Get some really good advice and that wisdom and that, that fatherly uh, approach to it where he loves you and you know he loves you. and You know he's in your corner. If you have a good relationship with your dad, utilize that in your addiction. That is so key to know there's another guy who knows what I'm going through. I can look him in the eye and he still loves me. It's my dad. Like instead of just some accountability partner, it's my dad. It's my father. It's it's the the guy who I thought was Superman growing up. There's also those that once again, going back to the negative, have a lot of trauma from their dad where they can't trust their dad's Judgment at all. It wasn't that their dad was abusive or whatever else. A lot of times, it's when their dad isn't there in the least, and so you have kind of these different approaches of the dad who was there, but maybe was very critical, or maybe was neglectful at times, or maybe was was abusive or whatever it is. Um, then you have those with really good relationships. Then you have those that have no father figure at all. They were neglected or they were left. Their dad was not in their life. Their dad maybe passed at an early age, or maybe he divorced and just wasn't present, and they grow up having to figure things out themselves. A lot of times, they grow up wanting to be a man, wanting to be, or, or sometimes they feel like they are the man of the house, and so you become very parentified at an early age, meaning you start acting older than your age, so at six years old, i got to be the man of the house and take care of my mom, and one of the biggest ways of becoming a quote-unquote man, a lot of times, especially if you're outside of the church, is sex. It's sex. If I can get this girl, that makes me feel like I'm a man. It makes me feel worthy in my father's eyes. My father may not be present, but if he were, I feel like this is what's making me a man. Sometimes in an abusive relationship or a neglectful dad, sometimes that's how we also feel that is we feel like we're a man because we're using sex and us, our ability to get women or our ability to lust after women. That makes us a man. Masturbating makes us a man. Sometimes we can get those thoughts in there as well, and so we have this, like the idea of porn and sex and masturbation is all tied up into our masculinity, because we don't have a good father figure who taught us what true masculinity is, that no matter how many people we have sex with, no matter how many times we have sex in a week, that's not what makes you a man, that is part of masculinity, is our sexual sexual nature and, and the sexual parts of ourselves, but that alone is not what makes you masculine or makes you a man. And so it's important to realize that as well. And this is why I would encourage you if you didn't have a father figure to really teach you those things, pursue somebody who can. Pursue somebody who's a mentor who can teach you what it looks like to be a man. What does a man do? What does a man how does a man think? And and what does a man do when it comes to women? And treating women well and not lusting after them and not objectifying them and like that's what makes a man is having these positive relationships with other people in your life, including women, without having to objectify them or, or take their clothes off in your mind visually. So those parts of, or those relationships with dad have a major effect on your view of women, your view of porn, your view of masturbation, your view of um, just, yeah, sex in general, all of those things. And... Yeah, a dad plays a central role because that's who teaches you how you ought to treat women. That's who teaches you how, to, how you ought to take care of yourself. That's who teaches you how to appropriately browse online. It's, it's, it can sometimes be very squeamish you know, for, for women, for moms, to have that conversation with their sons, with their 10-year-old sons, with their teenage sons. No mom wants to have that conversation. That's where the dad ought to step in and be having the talk and all of those things. Well, I can count on one hand the number of people I heard where the dad gave the talk and where it went really well and where he continued these conversations. Dads don't do that very often, so it just becomes a taboo subject. And once again, you're back to square one where you didn't learn from your dad any of these things. So I'm going to flip it to the other side. That's how it can affect you as the addict. And we want to either process through the trauma of your dad, find a mentor Um, if you don't have a a dad present and process through the trauma of not being there, but then also utilize, the third would be utilize your dad if you have a really good relationship with him from the addict perspective. But let's shift to the other side. What about the dads who are listening going, how can I help my sons? Well, a lot of what I just mentioned, you need to be first off emotionally present for your sons and your daughters as well. Uh, We're seeing obviously a rise of pornography among women as well, but you need to be emotionally available for your kids. That means... You sit down to the dinner table at night and instead of just zoning out, watching TV or going into your office or doing whatever you're doing, you sit down and you listen to them. How was their day? Ask them questions. Hey, what happened at school? Or, or you know, how did things go with X, Y, or Z? Or, or what did you guys do today? Did you, you play any games? Or you get to hear about what their day was like and you get to question them a little bit of like, man, that sounds like it hurts. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you want to become your kid's confidant. Yes, the confidant, when it comes to sexual things like, hey, dad, I looked at porn or I ran across this or what's this masturbation thing, you want them coming to you with those questions, but just in general, you want them coming to you when they're having a really rough time, when they're getting bullied at school, and instead of internalizing it and going, man, I can't talk to my dad, my dad will think I'm a wuss. Have you been emotionally present enough for your kids to accept them in their emotion? You need that. They need that. You need to show that you are somebody who is more than just happy and mad. You need to have your full range of emotions and allow them to do the same while letting them and validating them, letting them have it and validating them in that. Second thing I would do is have these conversations consistently. Is it awkward to bring up sex? Is it awkward to bring up porn and to bring up girls and things like that with your boys? Yeah, it can be for sure. But guess who's going to do it if you don't? Google their friends Maybe at this point, teachers at school, get your kids out of the public school if that's the case. I mean, it's it's horrible with what they're learning in the public schools, but I think it's this is where you need to come in and you need to give them the information that is so vital. Everybody's curious about sex. Every guy is going to, or I should say 99.9% of guys are going to uh, desire sex and and start getting erections and and really start wondering what masturbation is and self-pleasure. And, you know, they they hold a girl's hand and all of a sudden they get this raging erection and they're going, what is happening to me? You need to be on the forefront of this. You need to be the one that's having these discussions about what that feels like. And, And when you run across porn, it's going to feel like this. And this might come up for you. And all of those things, that has to be present in your relationship with your kids. If you're squeamish about it, it becomes taboo. And what do kids do with the taboo? They explore the taboo. But they don't explore it in a way you want them to. Sex is a natural part of life and it's a beautiful thing when it's done with a committed relationship and marriage where you are giving, you know, your your son is giving his wife the very best of him and this, this sacred piece of virginity and such. That's a beautiful thing. But if you've made it taboo, your kid's never going to come to you, never talk to you about it. So may, don't make it taboo. So emotionally be available for them. And then be present in their lives consistently just in every other way. And this sounds dumb, like all three of these kind of go hand in hand of being emotionally available and having the talk with them. Talks, I should say, in the plural. But then also physically being present. Sometimes that's all you need is for you know your dad to show up to your baseball game. For your dad to be in your life when you're doing band recital or whatever. For your dad to show up in your big moments, but also in your little moments. For your dad to be sitting around at the dinner table. You want to be emotionally available. You want to be physically available. You want to be physically present for your kids. Um, And then the fourth thing I would say is you want to lead your kids in a direction. You want to give them something to strive for. Teach them what it means to be a man. Teach them what it means to work hard. Teach them what it means to treat their mom and their sisters and their their future girlfriends and spouse as well. or Spouse in in the uh, singular. Uh, I'm not Mormon. With uh, multiple spouses. But teach them how to be men show them what that actually looks like give them something to strive for instead of just well hey don't look at porn what should they be striving for instead they need to know how to have positive attachment and good relationships with other people in their lives with women without sexualizing them and with guys without make, keeping it shallow or keeping it on well that's my sports buddy you, they need to have deep relationships with these other guys that that fills their cup That helps them feel worthy. That helps them feel worthwhile and feel like they have a place in this world. It starts with you making them feel that way. It starts with you teaching them how to have these relationships. And if you don't, go to therapy and figure it out. You have a duty as a dad to give yourself to your kids in this way and to help them learn how to have a better relationship with themselves. And if you're ultra-critical of them, they're going to be ultra-critical of themselves and porn will be their escape. If you are aloof, then they're going to figure out, I'm going to take care of myself, and the one way they're going to take care of themselves first is the way that feels the best, which is porn. If you are, you know, really relaxed and and really don't ever engage with them emotionally because like, ah, whatever, then that's going to be really difficult for them when they're going through a difficult time to come to you and know that you're going to appreciate the emotional gravitas, the weight that they're bringing to you. No, dad can't handle it. Dad doesn't, we don't talk about those emotions. If you make fun of your kids for having emotions, for crying, for, for being a a wuss or whatever, what are you doing to your kids? Your son, who will have problems, who will have times of crying, who will have times where he's just not feeling well, that's going to happen. And guess what? He's not coming to you. Maybe he goes to your wife. Maybe he goes to his mom. That would be, Good, I guess, but it would be best if he was coming to you. But the only way that's going to happen is if you model that for him, you share some of yourself, you share some of your struggles, some of your emotions, um, but that you're, you're, again, you're available for your kids. So the four steps I would say for a dad, if you're listening to this, be emotionally available. Have talks about sexual things in an appropriate, age-appropriate way. Not just the talk, but have multiple talks about where the kid's at and, and become his confidant. Number three, be physically present for your kids. Show up for them. Be there. Be available. Um, Be willing and ready to talk. Show up to their baseball games and and to everything else. And number four, give them something to strive for. Don't just pop them on the wrist and tell them, hey, don't do that. That's not good. Don't make these things taboo. Give them something to strive for. Tell them what it means to be a man. Tell them why it's important to wait until marriage to have sex. Give them the statistics and, and, and be real with them. Be raw with them. Don't sugarcoat things. Make sure you show up for them and that you are consistently there and you're consistently driving them towards something better. Maybe better than you. It ought to be better than you. We want each generation to get better. Point them toward that, which is ultimately Christ, but point them toward masculinity, positive masculinity, treating your spouse well and being away from porn and and why that rots your brain and give them all of that information. Study it with them. I mean, those are the things that a man does is he... Understands these things. He avails himself of the tools like Covenant Eyes and he gets knowledgeable in these areas and then he engages in positive relationships so he doesn't have to run to porn from his problems. That starts with you as the father. So get that right with your kids. Uh, So I hope this has been helpful. This is both sides of it. If you're the dad, this is what to do. If you're the addict, this is my advice to you. Fathers are such a pivotal piece of this puzzle, they play a pivotal role in the addict's life don't take that lightly. Don't take your, if you're a father, don't take your role lightly. And if you're the son and you're the addict, don't take it lightly that your relationship with your dad is probably very likely affecting your addiction and and how you're viewing yourself in the addiction. So once again, hope it's been helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you again next week.